This is Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network. A golf betting podcast that's better than most. What he said. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. And now, here are your hosts, Adam, Smitty, and Eric. Good morning. Welcome to Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network, the show with the pro and the caddy. That would be Adam and Smitty. My name is Eric. I'm just the host. Let's get into it. Last week, old Scotty Scheffler snatched a feat from the jaws of victory. Sam Burns, your eventual winner after a playoff. I watched a little more golf this week than last, and this event here seems to be must-see TV. But before we get into this one, let's discuss the last one. Adam and Smitty, I'd love to get your thoughts on the event that was and how you thought it played out, your uh, lasting impressions. Adam, what do you think? Uh, I think it kind of played out like we thought with Scotty Scheffler coming back strong. And then he ended up, you know, tripping over his golf bag with four holes left and just couldn't get it home. I don't know why. I mean, maybe he's just still hung over from the masters, but I thought all in all it was a pretty good tournament. It was good to see Sam Burns win, taking down another one of his close buddies. So, uh, but yeah, I think the usual guys were there. I mean, a lot of the people we picked were right there in the hunt the whole week. It's just, yep. Old Scotty just didn't have it at the end. Yeah, I thought that it was interesting. The interesting story, obviously, was the Sam Burns and Scotty Scheffler, like them knowing each other and everything, and um, Burns finally getting the getting the better of them through it through it there. So that was uh, that was, that was kind of theatrical, I guess you could say, for them to go into a playoff. But it was pretty shocking to see Scotty just absolutely fall apart there down the stretch. Something that we're not accustomed to seeing, right? Yeah, I think maybe he was just hadn't practiced. I mean, or really, he, to me, it didn't look like he even cared to be in that playoff. Like he wanted to be somewhere else. I, obviously, he was supposed to go to a wedding and right after the event. So maybe he was just like, oh, great, I'm in this playoff. Like, however it ends up, I'm still going to get paid. But it just seemed like... He had a couple of good chances to close the thing out and just didn't do it. And I don't know if that's signs of things to come or if that's just him like, uh, I'll let it go till next week, you know? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he reacts and responds and um, moving forward to see if this was just a little hiccup and then he's back to his old ways. but um, Or if this is something that we're going to look back and it's like, well, here was the, the starting point of maybe him struggling a little bit i'm not sure but i hope it's not i it's really nice having a lot of really great golfers playing great golf and you don't want to see one kind of fade away yeah it's kind of like the david duvall shoots 59 wins what eight of 11 events and then drops off the map yeah absolutely i don't think he's even playing this week so which is strange but yeah i wonder was I, i don't even know i didn't even look at the fact that like was he in was he on the original like card to play but because I, yeah, because I, I mean, once I started looking at odds and everything, I mean, obviously his name was never there. So I wonder what that was if he was t- planning on taking this week off. Yeah, I think he probably just played last week because it was a hometown event. Like he could sleep at his own house. Yeah. Maybe either that or he doesn't like the course. I don't know. I mean, at some point you can kind of pick and choose what you want to play. True. Uh, yeah, I don't see him on the list because he's not on my. Yeah, he's not playing. Neither is. Uh, Justin Thomas. That actually doesn't surprise me just because, like, I mean, I didn't expect him to play last week, and he did, but. He didn't make the cut, which, you know, at least he didn't have far to travel when he didn't make the cut. 
Yeah, and that's something that that's something that last week we weren't very confident in him by any means. So I'm glad uh, yeah. glad we voiced that to save people some money there. Yeah, I saw he posted a picture of chilling with the PGA Trophy on. It looked like I think he was at Jordan Spieth's house, just like drinking beers, watching the tournament. So, yeah, I saw he was on somebody's couch. Yeah, I know he was staying with Spieth. He probably maybe he went home, but yeah, my guess is that he probably definitely took that trophy to Spieth's house just to show him like I got something <laughs> you don't have. I mean, how do you not? <laughs> I'd bring him both if I was him. Every time I went to his house. <laughs> And put him right outside the door, just for him to look at. All right, onward and upward. Should we get into the memorial, boys? This week, it's the memorial presented by Workday at Muirfield Golf Club. Did I nail that? Muirfield? A Jack Nicholas design built in the 70s. Adam, tell us about Muirfield Village. Uh, I mean, this is Jack's tournament. It's his course. Uh, it's in Ohio. This is his... I guess the course that is his baby. So he does whatever he bought the property when he was younger. And then I believe the story was that it was a place where he used to hunt maybe when he was a kid or something. And then he always wanted to turn into a golf course. So eventually when he did that, but yeah, it was like an old property that he had purchased and always intended on having like his big tournament there. I read an article about that today. He bought it in the late 60s, and it was finally completed in, like, 73. Seems like a labor of love, this golf course. Yeah, he does a ton of renovations to it based on what he thinks need, needs to be done for it to play good, but also, like, if he sees that there's a hole that he thinks doesn't play well or is playing too easy, he'll go in there and change it up before the next event, a lot yeah, like Augusta does. No, and he'll... He'll a lot of times sit on Saturday or Sunday in the booth with the guys and they'll ask him questions and he'll he'll just straight say out, you know, come straight out and say, well, thinking about changing this hole because it looks like, you know, this is playing too hard. Or this is playing too easy or he's pretty this. This is the one time of the year where you can get him on Saturday or Sunday on TV and talk about what he's doing to the course. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. A little bit different of a, of, a, of a golf course this week compared to the last couple of weeks for sure. You know, um, yeah. it's going to be a lot more guys that are going to need to to hit the ball. Um, you know, like some some longer par fours. You know, we got like I said, uh, let's see, seven out of ten par fours over fit or over four hundred fifty yards. Um, and the interesting thing too is looking at the looking at the front nine to the back nine, how much tougher the back nine is going to play than the front nine. Um, if you look at the scorecard alo- alone, you're seeing that four of the top five handicap holes are on the back nine, um, which can lead for some lead to some drama, hopefully, Saturday and Sunday, um, and, and leading into what I think is, you know, there's going to be another close finish because there's going to be a ton of guys playing well, just like they have been in the past, you know. And the good thing about Jack's course is that he – but definitely puts a premium on driving. So these guys that spray it are going to be yeah, a lot more penalized than they were the last two weeks because you're basically in forest. I mean, there's super treat. Like you're not going to have this. I can get a fairway over and still score. Like they're going to be punching out, you know, there's bunkers and landing area. And the cool thing about like the Nicholas courses is on the greens, like they're kind of in complexes. So there's like four different complexes. So you won't, have as many of those, you know, crazy putts that'll be 
putting from one level to the next level or something like that. It'll be more of a traditional type tournament, not back-to-back Perry Maxwell courses. Yeah, I mean, doesn't uh, doesn't hole one, like you said, with uh, bunkers and landing areas and stuff, doesn't hole one start with four bunkers, two on each side, like right in yeah. the area in which it's supposed to, the ball's supposed to land? Yeah, um, it's a cool course. I mean, it's just, I mean, to me it looks like, you know, a Nicholas course, just the way the, the holes are shaped off the tee. And you've got quite a bit of water that comes into play on this course on quite a few holes. And then some crazy different bunkering that's bunkering he liked on different types of golf courses. So there's a few different holes. Like as I was looking at the course map, like on eight kind of has bunkers without faces. And then you go to some of the other ones and they they have like just traditional bunker facing. So it's kind of cool. Different looks off the tee on every hole. Yeah. And you mentioned, you mentioned water too. I mean, there's different types of bodies of water. Like there's creeks, you know, there's a there's a creek that runs up the left the entire left side of what hole is that? Um, five. Just water up the left yeah. five. Yeah. There was one other on the back. I can't remember which one it was, but like some of these holes are also mir- like a uh, mirrored off holes at Augusta, like yep. hole nine with the water in front. And the par four is kind of cool. Hole eleven's got water down the down the left side. Then it goes to the right side as you approach. Most of the par threes though look like they have water all the way around them. And then 14's the coolest hole that he's changed. I know he's changed. He talks about this one every year at the tournament. Is it's like a yeah, short par four, yeah, 360. And the first year he did it, like they were either on the green or in the water. There was just like no soft spots on the green, so he softened that and like moved the fairway, I believe, to the left a little more, so it's somewhat bailout. Um, but yeah, it's a it'll be a hole where. He, you could see guys that are maybe two shots back really crank one out there. Because 340, yeah. 350 on tour is not going to be that difficult for 95% of the guys. No, some of those guys, some of those guys can get rollouts. Uh, yeah. Some of those guys can get rollouts with their three woods that go to 350 almost sometimes, you know. And the shorter hitters will still hit, you know, like a long iron or a hybrid and then just wedge it in there. So. It's definitely a good good stretch like 14 through 18 is really good. We're going to see it. We're going to see a lot of different um, clubs being taken out of the bag on tee boxes this weekend. Yeah. Because um, there's going to be a lot of different choices to have to make and I don't even know that there's going to be a lot of driver holes on the front nine but then it gets longer, you know, on the back and um, on some of those par fours to where they're going to have to take driver and then yeah, when you get later in rounds and you have to try to make a move, that's when they really got to you know, be more aggressive um, to where on the front nine, I feel like you can get away a lot with um, some longer irons off the tee and be able to still have like a very manageable shot going in. Yeah. Is Jack sitting on his couch laughing when the ball goes in the water? No, but he enjoys it. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think like, yeah, I was just saw today. Like you see so many highlights of this event. Like I think there was three different ones of Tiger chipping in on 18. It's like the dude just knows how to finish your hole out. He loves to see that, I bet. That's why I built this place. Oh, yeah. He loves to see Tiger win. He loves to see Tiger chip in on 18, I bet. Yeah. He doesn't like to see Tiger win at Augusta. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to try this format. We'll start with the top 20s, and then we'll pare it down from there to the outright winner. Then we'll get into first-round leader prop bets and long shots. Sound good to you guys? Yep. I'll take that as an affirmation. 
<laughs> All right, Chris, can you bring up the odds for the top 20 in the memorial and uh, see what we got going there? I know before the show, these, uh, these guys were already working out some angles, giving us some names. I think this is an event where a top 20, you're going to probably see some long shot guys get in that top 20. Is yeah, that definitely. the overall talent of the field? Just everybody's if you look at the depth, pretty solid? Um, yeah. Yeah, you've got a lot of good solid players this week. We start getting into plus odds with Keegan Bradley, plus 170. I thought I had a dark horse idea there. I guess not. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, no, for real, um, to be honest, uh, Keegan Bradley is one of my, one of my long shots for uh, top 10. And plus 450. So I, I don't, I mean, plus 170 is, you know, um, it's still a nice little payout, but, you know, top 20s, not too, yeah. that's not too bad. Maybe you split a unit one on each. I think this may be one where top 20 guys that, you know, are long balls hitters, but they're also, uh, you know, a long, sh- like they've been trending well, but they're, they're, this is a course where they can get loose with driver. But if they're long enough, they can maybe hit those mid mid irons on longer shots where they can lay up on some of these tighter par fours. So I just was looking like Cameron champ. That guy's been playing pretty decent and it's at plus three fifty. Matthew Wolf's kind of crawling his way out of the basement a little bit. Yeah. And this week we're getting away from Bermuda grass, which they've been on the last two weeks, three weeks. We're going to bend grass surfaces on the fairways, you know, bluegrass, like Northern courses. So that's going to be a little different for some of these guys. Yep, that's true. What's the difference there with between the two? The gra- like the way you play out of the rough is going to be different. The sand's going to be different this week. It's going to be more like that, you know, white sand you have at Augusta. But Bermuda grass, like it's different, like the turf interaction. So you you need more bounce on your wedges to get through the turf. Uh, it's like the ball rolls out farther. The bent grass or bluegrass fairways are not going to roll out as much. It's going to be a softer surface, so you can get steeper. You can put more spin on it. It's just a different, completely different play. Like, a lot of these guys struggle when they go to Bermuda grass and then they go back. You know, that's like why the guys that always win in California and the West Coast swing don't play well in Florida because it's just completely different grasses. So it's just another element to look at. You know, Ricky Fowler, man, plus 275, top 20. That's not bad. I like him on different things. He plays well on these. He plays pretty well when you get him up in this, you know, bent grass fairways and like softer conditions. I like uh, like Patrick Rogers. Aaron Wise is a guy to throw out there. Uh, top twenty, um, plus two thirty. You know, he might be a guy that you might take a take a shot at even pl- um, top ten. Is it Taylor Gooch is playing this week? Is he? I didn't know if no, the fan club so. should be on board with that. Chris Kirk though, plus two thirty. Yeah. Plus 230, top 20. Yeah, what about Patrick Reed? He plays really good on these kinds of grasses. I mean, John Deere. He got us paid last week. Get him up on the Northeast. I know he's, and he's been playing good the last three, four weeks. I like him for sure on a top 20. Yeah, well, I don't see what, I didn't even see what he was. (coughs) Um, He was going off at. He's around plus 250, I think. Yeah. Okay. I like him. I heard Jason Day lives just down the street. Do you like him for a top 10, top 20? Depends on which Jason Day shows up, but yeah, 
I would say top 40 for sure, but top 20, I think that's going to be a stretch that might even depth be, of the field. Top 40 might even be plus odds with Jason Day, no? Uh, I think he was. Man, it's you got to go way down to get good odds on a top 40. Yeah, I mean, Jason <laughs> Day is at minus my, 110 on top 40. Yeah, because no, I mean he's yeah because he's like minus two forty on just to make the cut. So I mean I was gonna say he's got to be. Yeah, I think Patrick Reed for a top twenty for sure. Yeah, I like that too. That's that's at, good stuff. At plus two hundred. I mean, even Hideki oh, plus is plus one twenty for a top twenty. You know. I was thinking yeah, about like, taking him to win. Yeah, I yeah uh, I agree with you. Ooh, I said a smart thing about golf. We're moving up. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. I watched multiple hours of golf last weekend. I like Patrick Rogers for a top 20 also. He's at plus 550. That'd be a nice little payday. Yeah. Corey Connors plus gonna... 200. So since we brought up brought up Corey Connors, I mean, for him, you know, he's one of those, you know, they talk about the um, Augusta similarities, obviously, to this course and everything. And I, he was, he was somebody that I felt like was getting – from when I was reading some things and looking at th- some things, like his name wasn't being brought up as much, but he's a guy that kind of owns, you know, Augusta. hasn't um, He hasn't missed a cut in this tournament um, in the four times that he's played, um, but he's got three straight t- uh, three straight top tens at Augusta. So, I mean, if this is going to be playing similar to Augusta, right, you'd think that, hey, maybe he's worth throwing a little trifecta bet there, you know, um, because it, to win outright, he's plus 4,500. Like, that would be... That would be insane, right? <laughs> yeah, that's good. But, but I mean, you're talking like if you want to look at like okay, a quote unquote long shot, like he would he would fall under that category. And you know, I don't think it's out of the realm of him, you know, playing better this time around. I mean, he's made four four straight cuts in the t- you know in the times that he's played, obviously, um, in this tournament. But he, I, I mean, yeah, I like him for a top twenty. Yeah, I think that that's I think that's a good spot to put some money on for him. What do you think about uh? Matthew Wolf, no, probably. Yeah, he's a no for me. I don't know. I just it's more of a feel thing for me on him. I just I don't know. I mean, he's it's up and down. So yeah, he's so inconsistent. I feel like all the time where it's like, man, he's dynamite, and then he's lost, and then yeah, it's just really tough to put any money on a guy like that. Um, where you know, if he could make a few cuts in a row, then then you could look at him, I guess, for a top yeah. twenty. Like okay, maybe he's figured some things out and he's been consistent, but he's got a. I think he's got. I think he's got some things to prove before I start putting my money on him. One of my dark horses this week was Charles Howell for top twenty, a plus four fifty. He plays good every year at the John Deere. He plays good at Wells Fargo. Like some of these courses where you're getting this these type of surfaces, he just tends to play well. He grew up in Augusta. He likes that look, so I like him for at a plus four fifty for a top twenty. Yeah. Yeah, then, I love four and a half to one. Yeah. The other one I saw in there, which was pretty interesting, was Stuart Sink. He's been playing really good too this year. <laughs> I read something about Stuart Sink earlier today about like that is like, yeah, he could come in and play really well and then just kind of go behind the curtain again. Yeah, I believe wow. he may have actually won. Did he win here? I have He's that. played it a million times. I don't think so. Probably yeah. Has. No, I don't have him. No, he has a winner, no. He's been playing fairly solid. I, I just thought, oh man, that's another guy that's kind of. I see Siwoo Kim here at plus two thirty. That looks like a good number for him, no? Siwoo Kim shaking that thing. <laughs> what was the other name I saw today on something? Seb Straka. That's just a great name. Was another name I saw in a 
Yeah, I saw that on one of the articles I was reading about guys that were trending. Man, I'm just looking at like the – again, you know, I don't know why people put their money on guys to just simply make the cut. I'm looking at those numbers and I'm like, why, why are you – why are you wasting your money on, on odds like that? What about Luke Donald? He kind of like flashed <laughs> a little bit last week and then almost made yeah, us look listen? really bad. Did he listen to us? He might have. <laughs> he was on fire for about 10 holes and then he just uh, flashed back to, you know, last year Luke Donald. He's at plus 1,600 for a top 20. Wow. I mean, I think that's – that could that's be a, that's insane. the all-time – you know, he went to Northwestern. He's used to this kind of area. Lived in Chicago forever. I believe he still lives in Chicago. Plays at Conway Farms. So this is kind of familiar type area for him too. I mean, the guys I picked for top 20, the five I have, are guys that were all seem to play well in the mid, like the northern Midwest. Like P. Reed, Charles Howell, Luke Donald, Corey Connors, Patrick Rogers. Just they seem yeah. to always find their groove this time of year too. As you get closer to like, I don't know if it's called like the the mid season, but like the where you have these smaller events coming up, like John Deere and stuff like that. Perfect. That's a solid list. Chris, are you ready to take down our top twenty picks? Give us your top five, boys. Um, Adam, you just basically ran through them, so give us those, and then we'll get Smitty's. It was a uh, Patrick Reed. Uh, uh, Patrick Rogers, Corey Connors, Charles Howell III, and Luke Donald. Charles Howell III. He comes from money for sure. What do you got there, Smitty? I like Patrick Reed and um, Corey Connors, Ricky Fowler. I like that Ricky Fowler bet. Chris Kirk. I like him. And then, uh, you know, kind of, I kind of like the Keegan Bradley look too. Oh, I had jotted that name down on a post-it note earlier today. I believe it was on my top 20 post-it that I left at work. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Mitchell, 50 strokes gained off the tee this season. Is that significant? Is that a stat that should blow me away to to bet on this man? I mean, so I, it might be, yeah. I think uh, it's funny that you brought his name up because, again, one of, one of my friends that I talk, uh, talk golf with, like, too much, I would say. Um, he no such thing. He said he was very high on Mitchell this week, and um, so that it was kind. Of, it's kind of funny that you brought that up. I think the universe is telling me to bet on Keith Mitchell. Yeah, I think maybe for a top ten. Keith Mitchell top ten. That's got to pay well. That's probably really well. Just, I mean, <laughs> Keith Mitchell is just like you know a guy. Uh, that's the main one of the main reasons he was gonna maybe look to playing with him was um, is just that he's done decent at, at Mirfield and. Yeah, He's plus eight hundred. Yeah, plus playing good golf oh, okay. uh, lately too. So, plus eight hundred. I like there's the no, sound of that. No tens. Yeah, I don't see it either. On tens, yeah, it's on the winner. All right, we got our top twenty lists. We move on to outright winners. The fun part. All right, who's gonna? Are we doing tens or winners? Tens. Oh, we're we gonna do tens too. Yes, let's do tens too. Well, I don't think I don't know that I would have five guys for a top ten, but I mean, I do. You do? Okay. What do you think about Yeah, I think so. What do you think about I mean, I could probably come closer. Like, I mean, you can go pretty easy like Will Zalatoris. Yeah. Um, what about Patrick Reed top 10 there too? I, I don't know if he's ready for that. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's some nice some nice juice there though. He's going to be a solid pick for me at John Deere this year though. 
and people are probably going to hate me for that, but I, I feel like he's got it coming again. He kind of got scorched there by Jordan one year, and that's I think it's always stuck to him. I like uh, Daniel Berger for a top 10. I kind of like Keegan Bradley, like you were saying. Yeah, I do too. I have him written down. As a, It's at 450. Oh, um, I, I feel good about this week. Yeah, I don't like Jordan Spieth this week. Um, no, I don't either. I have I have another guy I like just looking at was um that I have written down for top top ten looks was Shane Lowry. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. He was on my list too for a potential winner, but yeah. He's like one of the favorites. He's a plus two hundred. And then uh Yeah, plus two hundred's good. Yeah. And I I don't know who else you would pick for a top ten, maybe uh not not if you're looking at I mean if you're looking at if we want a dark horse top ten you got to go with some guy that's just good, like a. Here's my here's my dark horse top ten. It's okay. um, is Chris Kirk plus six hundred. Yeah, yeah, I like him. I don't know why I like. I, I mean, I like him a lot this this week. I think that he's going to play well. But Chris Kirk could be a guy. Um, I mean, are we needing to talk more about? I guess they're guys that are higher up the list, though. I mean, you have like you have guys like Victor Hovland though. That's still plus two hundred as well. Yeah. I mean, you got to go pretty deep for a dark horse in this event. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, if you look at the last 10 years, it's been like either an established guy or a guy that hasn't done a thing for, you know, seven weeks. One guy I think – one guy I like too for a top 10 because he's going to be – he's higher on my on my list as well is, is Hideki because he's at top 10 plus 275. I think that's still pretty nice. Ooh, I'm locking that in. Absolutely. That's crazy. Well, no, because we still think it's too early for Bryson. Golf is hard. I do. I, I, I do. Although he was, although they talk, there was a video of him like talking about how you know how many shakes he's going to eat and stuff this weekend and all that stuff. So he, he, he has slimmed pretty, down. He, he He did. I noticed that. I, I was like, he looks wow. like he's lost twenty five or thirty pounds at least. But how does he deal with that? You know, I think it's made him swing in his a game. more efficient swinger of the ball. Okay. I think he's a more efficient hitter of the ball because now he's he's worried about the hands, so he's swinging at let's say ninety percent. He's yep. feeling like he's not as strong, so you take another five or ten, so he's probably swinging in at seventy-five to eighty percent, which is still higher than anybody else. But he's going to be more in control. The only thing yeah, I would worry about is his contact. Yeah, his short game. He hasn't really. I think there was one video of him hitting balls outdoors on a range, but the rest of the time he's just been hitting drivers off of mats. When you're bulking up your upper body like that, there has to be a point of diminishing returns as far as swinging a golf club. There is, and there's not many guys that have... Like, you look at Rory, how he quit working out. You look at, you know, the injuries that these guys... Like, DeChambeau's been injured... Uh, McElroy was injured when he worked out all the time. Tiger, that's a you know laundry mm-hmm. list of injuries. The only guy that's been able to really keep doing that is uh, well, Scott Stallings is the guy I'm thinking of. The guy has like a CrossFit for golf program. He's huge. He makes it work though. I mean, he does the golf workout with the thing. I mean, it's pretty impressive. But yeah, most of these guys just can't work out and play golf. Jason Day, same thing. Injuries. We got a beautiful top 10 list. We weren't even sure what we had there at the beginning. We're just solving problems over here. 
All right, Smitty, you love your top 10 list. Why don't you give us that bad boy? And then we'll get at him. Yeah, so I have uh, I have Willie Z, uh, Ricky Fowler, Keegan Bradley. Ricky Buckets. Uh, Shane Lowry. And then I have Hideki. That might be my favorite bet is Hideki plus 270 top 10. That's pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam, you got your list ready? Yeah. Chris has got his pen over there. I've got Will Zalatoris also. Got Daniel Berger, Keegan Bradley, Lowry, and Chris Kirk. Chris Kirk. I've heard that name a few times today. I'm going to have to sprinkle Chris Kirk as well. All right. Now the fun part. Smitty, who's going to win this thing? I'll start with uh, one of the one of the high, higher favorite guys. I think Rory has to be put into that to that category there. I mean, he's at what like um, plus eleven hundred. Eleven one, yeah. Um, I think. He's just playing. He's playing pretty good golf, and he's kind of starting to come to come into his own. And he's a he's a hitter of the golf ball, man. I think that if he, if he starts to see success early on with his driver, um, and, and he's staying in fairways, I think that he's going to have a lot of success there. Um, and I, you know, I like uh, I like Xander too. I think Xander Schauffele coming off at plus two thousand is is a nice nice little wager there. Ooh, that's fun. Um, you know, he. Uh, I think I think that uh, he's playing good enough golf to where he could have a weekend, and then um, I got Hideki there. You know, he's like I said, I've been saying this for with him now for a while, and it's just he's been having a really great season and almost like flying under the radar type thing with it too. But I think that um, just because it it seems like he's either, he's either injured or he's really healthy, and he kind of goes back and forth between those things and stuff. And I feel like he's healthy now, and you know, I want to. Um, him being at 2,300 uh, plus 2,300 to win is a, is a pretty good bet there too. Um, and then I just feel like you can't go away by putting some money on a guy who's had a ton of success recently in, in Patrick Cantley. Yeah. He's won two out of the last three, right? Yeah. How do you not sprinkle a little something on Cantley at plus 1,600? Is that plus 16? Um, no, he, well, that's where he started. He's, he started at plus 16 on, on mine. Um, he's at a thousand. Now he's at a thousand. Yeah, damn. I had somebody else must have pulled up the website too that showed past winners. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yep. I was looking. I wanted. To, I wanted to look at my price on the side of the candlelight market. The bastard. My website that I'm on. My other one and see what he's at right now. It's interesting that he's at plus a thousand there. I did see uh, a few different people were saying Cam Smith maybe could be a good pick for this one too. Yeah, I have seen. I saw his name um, thrown around a bunch too. I, I mean, can he put it? Can he put it all together? I mean, he's definitely the type of player that could have success out there in this in this tournament. Yeah, and the other one, I just as I was looking through the list, making my top five, and I ended up with the top six because I like Fitzpatrick too. Uh, that guy is like statistically really good, and he's played good the last two, three, four weeks. You know. Seems to always hang around at Augusta, which you're getting that kind of look into the greens on a lot of these holes. So maybe some of these guys that play good at Augusta, you know, that had those good wedge games going into Augusta are going to be guys that can contend here for a win. Yeah, it's true. I really, it'd be interesting, it'd be interesting, um, you know, to see like if there starts to be more and more correlation between the two. Yeah, I mean, if you go through the course map like, and just look at the holes and you look at like what it looks like, the approach shots, and you're like, man, that looks like you know 15 at Augusta. That looks like 12 at Augusta. Yeah. It's like, man, these are very similar holes, and which would make sense with Jack, you know, this being Jack's baby. 
Yep. But uh, I, I, I mean, I had Mark Leishman down as like a dark horse to win it, plus six thousand. Yeah, that's that's why I have my that's why I have like Corey Connors there. It's like yeah, plus forty five hundred, man. Like let's roll with that. He's got three straight, you know, top tens there at Augusta. Why can't he start playing really well at Mirfield then too? You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, if you look at the past winners, you see guys that play good at Augusta, and you see Tiger's yep. name on there a million times. So, yep, you don't see a lot of guys that didn't play well at Augusta on this list. I mean, if you go through the list, there's a ton of Masters winners on here, or guys that won maybe a Players Championship. Um, there's a lot of majors winners on here. It's a yeah, it's a great, it's a great take there. I mean, I was just looking. I, I couldn't find one person since 1990, even 89, that I think hadn't won a major except maybe two guys, which is pretty that's, crazy. That's nuts. Three, four, five guys, six guys. That's, oh, yeah, I'm looking at that right now, too. Like, wow, you just look at the names on here for sure. I mean, Cantlay, Rom, Shambo, uh, Matsuyama, Kucher, Tigers. Steve Stricker, Justin Rose, Kenny Perry. Yeah. It's what are the pretty... odds on old Coocher? Yeah, you're dating yourself back. Oh, they're up there. He's kind of been struggling. I mean, 7,500 yards is going to be a lot for a guy like that. He's at plus 7,500 to win. Yeah. That's a lot of golf course for a guy that's 290 off the tee. It is very How true. is he surviving in today's game? Uh, Good short game. I mean, you can evidently today you either bomb it or you have a good short game. I mean, there's no, there's only maybe four or five guys that have both, and they all have multiple majors. That's true, and guys are gonna, you know, guys can kind of they're not gonna be playing every weekend either. So if they know that yeah. they're just outmatched by a golf course, gonna be like, all right, there's my vacation, mark it down, I'm, I'm going away that week, you know. And the only reason think- he's in this. Is probably because he's a past winner. Uh, my guess is he didn't. He's not making it if it's not past winner status. He didn't qualify in any any other way. No. Uh, we haven't talked about Mito at all. He's been Mito's been hanging in there in in these recent tournaments. What do you think about his odds in this thing? Is this a different kind of course, so it's not really gonna fit he's his got, style? I do. Yeah, he's got solid odds. I, I like real. I mean, really good. Um, like money making odds, but yeah, I just this is I, this is different for him, right? Yeah, and I think you know, last two weeks Bermuda grass, three weeks he played well. Uh, Web.com, a lot of those are corn fairy, a lot of those got tournaments are on Bermuda courses, so I think you get him away from something that's familiar that he's been able to score on. It could be a little different game for him, it's be a good test for him to see. Be cool if he won just to get something, but yeah. All right, before we—it's really get hard to, to pick up on against the favorites. Before we get to round one leaders, which is always fun odds, Chris. So you're gonna jot down their winners. Adam, give us your winners. I've got Rory at plus eleven hundred, Victor Hovland, Cam Smith, Mark Leishman, and Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, how do you not put something on on Patrick Cantlay? Yeah, and then. I mean, I had Fitzpatrick as like my sixth, my sixth top five. Like, 
you could probably switch out any of those guys with him. I think he's going to play well, too. All right. Or if you're looking for an extra top 10 pick and you don't like, you know, or top 20, and you don't like P. Reed. Well, there you go. I like it. With Fitzpatrick in there, we got a nice, we got a nice crew of Irish. It's a flex pick. It's a flex pick. If you don't like Patrick Reed, you can sprinkle him in. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to like Patrick Reed for Patrick Reed to get you paid. Okay. That's not a barrier. <laughs> I know people hated on me last week for suggesting him to get a top 10 and the guy Cha-ching. paid off at an 80, 800. Yeah. Uh, $5 bet won you 400 bucks on that one. So that's not bad. That's not bad. That'll keep you sprinkling for a while. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that gets you through the U S open. If you just do that. Yeah, absolutely. Smitty, that what do you think? Story. What kind of, what kind of names you got jotted down over there? Um, well, I'll say, uh, one of my, the, the guy who just fell out of my top five was, uh, was Victor Hovland. So it was kind of nice to hear, you know, Adam kind of say his name then right away too. Um, but, uh, I have Rory, um, and I have Cantley going with, uh, Matsuyama. And then, uh, I can't wait to see how Chris spelled Matsuyama. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have, and then I have Xander, um, you know, at plus 2000, I, I, I like him too. He's been playing probably his best golf of this season, I would say, in the last month or so. And I just feel like, you know, maybe he takes that next step and really comes into contention. And, um, and you know, I think uh, so. I guess like I guess I guess Victor Hovland would technically fall in my top five. But a guy that I'm gonna definitely that I'm gonna th- probably throw money on is Ricky, just because he's plus nine thousand outright, and it's just too big of a name to not put in there. I guess to yeah. like put it plus nine thousand to win. <laughs> that would be a great story if he could win. That would be crazy. It would be awesome. And he's playing really solid right now. And I just he, – he's not getting any love I feel like. I mean he's essentially lost his card and he's playing just to play his way back on the tour. It's crazy. It would be cool. Yeah. Ten bucks on Ricky Fowler. I can and, buy that pedal kayak I've been looking at. And I mean do you think, Chris, that some of this is a – you know, with it being a Ryder Cup year, that it's playing into that a little bit? I think so. On how much these guys play, knowing they're going to have oh. four events, you know, with the Tour Championship. They've got the British Open right before the playoffs and then going right to Ryder Cup or President's Cup this year. Yeah, President's Cup. So it's going to be a lot of golf for some of these guys. I, I mean, if you're like Scheffler and you're secured in the – top two spots in the the uh fedex cup you're probably taking three or four weeks off yeah that's that's a great point too there yeah i mean these guys just need to play a little golf right that need to prove something yeah i i thought they had said that on the coverage that scheffler and sam burns are one and two in the in the fedex playoff right now like quite a bit ahead of third place so yeah, those the guys have to Scheffler think about stuff has like is that, crazy. Right? I mean, like, all right, I can afford to take a little bit of a break. Yeah. He's like 11,000 points ahead of anybody. Is that crazy unusual, or is that something, is that something Tiger used to do it all the time? He went like, what, four or five times in a year? Yeah, I mean, if they would have had the FedEx Cup point system when Tiger played, like, he probably could have played the first part of the season and then napped for the rest and still won the thing. 
Yeah, I mean, didn't didn't Tiger like make a hundred and forty two consecutive yeah. cuts or something like that? JT was at twenty one, and that was the mo- <laughs> the se- the highest running wow. total, and then he misses last wow. week. Tiger's at one forty two. Yeah, that's like the fifty six game yeah. hitting streak, dude. It's it's untouchable. Yeah. Wow. It's like the yeah, Cal Ripken hit streak. It. Like no one's ever going to break that. Yeah, 142 is insane. You're just not going to see it in modern sports where the fields – it's not that the fields are too deep. It's just that there's no way – I mean it's just unfathomable that you can make that many cuts in a row. And if he win, if he makes the cut next year at Augusta, it breaks Fred Couples' longest streak for the most consecutive Masters cuts – Oh, that's gonna be dramatic too. Yeah. If if you're if you're a red yeah, blood like American, it. you're gonna have a couple bucks on Tiger to make the cut. It was a lock last this year, and I told everybody, and people laughed at me. <laughs> yes, you did. You told us a lot of stuff about the Masters that came to fruition. I said, lock it in. Tiger's making the cut. <laughs> Chris, can you bring up the first round leader odds? I love those. Those get triple digits sometimes. This is like a Yo 11 bet on a craps table. Yeah, pretty much. More random than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's hard because you have guys that are just come out firing and it's like it's all weather dependent. When they tee off seems to play a part. It does. Yeah, it seems like Ooh, the guys that with. tee off early always fire that hot round. Like, And if they're playing with a buddy or, you know, sometimes guys just don't play well together. Probably my, used to uh, teeing off in the boy, morning. My boy Corey Connors tossing up at what is it? Plus fifty five hundred. <laughs> Chris Kirk plus seven thousand. Let's go. I like Max Home on that four thousand. There you go. I like that. He's been hot for sure. I think you have to go deep down on this one. Like some of these guys that are in the field, like Eric Van Royen at plus ten thousand. For a first round leader, Ooh. he's always got like a one of those rounds sprinkled in, like where he's the third round lowest score, or just because I like saying his name, a little Sep Straka. Yeah, plus ten thousand. <laughs> I mean, a previous winner, William is a William McGirt. Didn't he win this thing a few years ago? Yeah, he did in sixteen. He won the thing, and he's at plus twenty five thousand to be a first round leader. That's insane. Yeah, I mean five dollars on that, and you know it's you could almost buy a car. Siwoo Kim seventy to one. Aaron Wise also seventy to one. What about another guy? I don't know about first round leader, but just a guy that that popped in my head when I was looking through this um, that I saw on a on on a couple different things I was reading about a super big long shot um, was like Jonathan Vegas. Oh, yeah. He always has a good round, like first round. Because doesn't he hit the ball a mile, too? I mean, so, like, if if he could get things rolling a little bit, maybe he's got a shot um, to finish somewhere. I don't even, I mean. I like him at plus 10,000. Plus 10,000 for first round. Jeez. It's, gotta, it's like somebody like that, right? Like, who, yeah, it's like who a, has the skills to just to destroy a course, you know, with his long ball and then. All of a sudden, he sees a couple putts go down and be like, all right, now we're rolling. Yeah, like Luke List at plus 11,000. He always seems to be one of those guys that's like, 
first round top 10 and then he's like doesn't make the cut like that's the guys you're looking for on this bet i believe you know first round guys that are just like one and done like yep yeah this isn't gonna be a wire to wire deal i expect it to be competitive yeah you don't see a lot of guys like rom or mcroy or those guys like throw out i mean if you want to look at you know top players that fire first round hot score that's jordan spieth like He's always good for a first-round lead and then just seems to trip over his golf bag halfway to the car. All right, let's get our first-round leader squared away. Christopher, you got your pen? All right. Smitty, who do you like officially? Officially? Man. <laughs> who who like, are I don't you going to put down really an ink? Officially on, on these. These are, lo- these are scratch-off lottery tickets. We do not advise you bet more than $5 on these things, if you do at all. I think I won 90 bucks on a $3 bet for Rory last time. So you don't have to bet a lot. Because huh. <laughs> if you bet 10 bucks on these things and you lose, you're going to be pissed. Yeah. One to five. Maybe maybe a Corey Connors guy gets gets looked at, like where he kind of gets off to a strong start and runs with a little bit. But, geez, I don't know. I mean, just looking at, yeah, maybe, round, maybe, like a, crap shoot. Maybe, maybe like a Vegas yeah, at plus ten thousand. I don't know. He kind of yeah. Just I think starts that's to stand where... out a little bit now. I'm looking at those plus ten thousands, like a like a Jonathan Vegas there. I mean, this would be a good Matt Kuchar bet, right? Like f- for a buck, you know, like sixty five hundred. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so not going to win the tournament, like, but yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Like maybe maybe a Connors and then then uh, Vegas there. Yeah, I put Max Homa on my. Well, yeah, that's right. Um, that's a good one. I put my top five for first round was Max Homa, Johnny Vegas, uh, Jordan Spieth, Troy Merritt, and Lucas Glover. And Glover's going off at 13,001. Like you said before, I could totally see somebody like Jordan Spieth just yeah. coming out firing and then he just like fizzles He's out. Plus 3,500. Like yeah. that hits on five bucks. Like you've got your whole betting season. For the rest of the PGA Tour, like free money there. Yep. Yeah, you're all paid up. You don't have your bookie knocking down your door to, to break your kneecaps, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, instead you'll have to go find him. <laughs> I got a couple props here I like. I saw hole in one is 33 to one, and I figure an invitational. There's a bunch of great golfers there. Somebody might put one. Is there a par three somewhere that we can sink a hole in one? Yeah, I think there's quite a few because, I mean, it's very Augusta-like. You see how many happen there. It's uh, it's a really, you know, the Nicholas Greens to me are like funnels. If you get the right pin placement, the balls just funnel down to the hole. Like that's what Jack likes to see is guys being creative, like using different parts of the green to get the ball close to the hole. So I could definitely yeah. see... And Jack is very aware of that stuff and has made changes with greens too where he doesn't like how the the ball, you know, lands on the green and where it rolls to and he's like, "Oh, well, that wasn't necessary. That wasn't necessarily how it was supposed to go. It was supposed to funnel towards the middle of the green, not away from it." Type thing. So you he's should made be those rewarded. changes too. So I think that yeah, those yeah, yeah for hitting a green, right. Mhm. Yeah, I like uh for instance hole 12's got like a lower tier where they put the pen. I mean, it's between two bunkers. Very similar look to what 13, 15 at Augusta, 16, the par three. 
uh, 13. Is that right? The one on Amen Corner. Um, but yeah, if they put that pin right front center, like that's going to be a pretty easy hole in one chance, I think. With at 180 yards is what it's showing played at, so it's probably going to play 160 to 190. Like that's seven eight iron for these guys. I like that. Yeah, because then you're you're at those yardages. I mean, you're really looking at some of those guys like their wheelhouse of their most comfortable club in their bag. Yeah. I think a home yeah. one around one at plus three fifty is a pretty good bet, even for a buck. Absolutely, I'm all over. And we're this. not looking at we're, yeah, we're not looking at one. par threes like the last couple of weeks with those Perry Maxwell courses anymore, where we're like two hundred and twenty <laughs> yard par threes, and yeah. you know, it's not it's just not that kind of course. It's the the par threes are, are like I said, are when we were talking earlier today about how um, that it's just. A sigh of relief for these guys to see these par threes. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a good bet. Yeah, for sure. Playoff. What do, what do you think about a playoff this week? We've seen to have a string of those. And there's, what, five of the last eight years been a playoff here? One, two, three, four, five of the last eight years has been a playoff. What is it? What are that? What are the odds for that? Plus 300 for yes. Oh, that's a full, that might be a two unit bet. That's a fun one. That's a fun. As soon as the playoff happens, nice. cash. You don't even have to sweat the playoff. That's a beautiful bet. Yeah, because I sweated a playoff last week and it wasn't fun. If Tiger wasn't, if Tiger was, you know, playing well, this bet wouldn't be on there. But winner to birdie the seventy second hole, like he's done it more than anybody. I think that bet wouldn't even be on there. But that's a plus seven hundred for a winner to birdie the seventy second hole. I like that. Winner yeah, birdies crazy. the seventy second hole. I like that. Ooh, I'm going to get into these props this week. What if he birdies a two get in a playoff? Then you get paid twice. That ah. is a great point. Yes. I like, like last that. week when old Connor McDavid scored the goal to put the game over. It was beautiful. They even have like they even have props on there like about a three-man playoff. Yeah. I think that's a possibility. At plus 1,100? Mm-hmm. I, I think so. I mean – we came really close the last two weeks to having three people playoffs. Yeah, we had, what, five guys, four or five guys at nine and ten under for a while there. Yeah. Do you, look, do you see any of the double, triple chance bets? It's where you have, like I was just looking at this. Uh, wow, these are really good. Where you have Rom, Spieth, or Rory to win, plus 300. Um, look at this, Matsuyama, Berger, and Zalatoris to win. Or one of those Ooh. to win for plus eleven hundred. Wow! I might have to. I might have to look at these a little that, deeper. That isn't Matsuyama only eleven hundred to win? Why wouldn't I think I'll just take that bet instead? Yeah, you almost get better odds yeah, betting this, and you get two players. Yeah, you get two. Like, you get, yeah, you get three total players. So three speak. three person chance. Yeah. Yeah. So the average is out probably a little better. It does. It's pretty nice. But they yeah, have like weird that. names. Sprinkled in there. It's like yeah. Chris Kirk, can, Matt Kuchar, or Patrick Reed. It's like, uh, Rom or Cantley. Even if you took the, like the Hideki group, Cam Smith, Rom, Adam Scott, and Leishman. Five, over 5 yeah. to 1. Yeah. There's some, These are there's pretty some, good. Some decent yeah. ones out there. We're, we're, uh, we're setting aside way more time for props next week. Yeah, I think next week maybe we look at more of these uh, double, triple chance ones. We're going to scrap yeah, first round cool. leader and go into props. <laughs> I think, yeah, I scrap. This is a better 
odds it's in better. your favor than picking a winner because you get this three is a, for the price of one. We yeah, we have we're gonna give the people way more winners in these props than we will in first round leaders. So yeah. yeah, that's why that's why I love looking at like the top top ten, top twenty bets all the time. And then if you get into props yeah. like this, you just give yourself some outs. It's not a bad thing yeah. to have some outs, right? Hell no, like that Hideki grouping is that's beautiful. This is almost easier to pick than than a first round leader by far. But the first oh, round yeah. leader picks are fun because you like it's like oh man, let's hope that that rolls a hard twelve at the craps table or you know. Yep. It's like Mm -hmm. one of those bets, you know? Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Man, I can't wait till DraftKings and FanDuel are legal in my state. Will there be an Albatross? Plus 1,600. That's really good. That's another fun one to root for. Yeah. The short par fours, you know, like, why not? This is just as good a chance with a three wood as it is with a, you know, betting a hole in one the last two weeks at 230 yards, you know? Right. Gosh, there's some really good props on there, man. Absolutely. We'll probably be tweeting these out in the next day or two, too. Also. You can also get deep into the nationality props, too. Yeah. Like the best South African, the best Canadian. Like, those are all could almost be free money bets at some point. That's true. Except the last time I made one of those um, was with Hideki, and he didn't He didn't. Because <laughs> I was I looking at it. I was looking at it. Was it for the, the PGA? And I was just like, "How does he not? How is he not?" And yeah, it's like for the Masters, you could have bet the best Spaniard, and it's like, you know, like there's no way Sergio beats John Rahm like one out of eight times. It's like I know. Yeah, that's more of a like major bet for sure. Hey, Luke Donald. I mean, for English, that um, he's at plus nine hundred. There's only four of them on the list there. Yeah, he's just got to beat Fitzpatrick, Danny Willett, who I don't – he hasn't done anything since he won the Masters. But like a Canadian, here he is again, my guy, Corey Connors, even money. I did have one matchup I liked. Um, what do you think about Cantlay over Cam Smith? I think that was minus 110. Is it Adam, you're pretty – you're high on – well, I mean – Cam Smith. You're high on Cam Smith, so a little bit, right? Yeah, that scares me Yeah, I like Cam Smith. Yep. Yep, we're but. scrapping that one. We brought it to the brain trust, and they don't like it scrapped. Yeah. I don't think – I mean, I think it could happen. I think – I mean, Cantley – you said Cantley, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean – I just – I saw that, and I was like, oh, he's that's, won. Yeah, that's – it's just – it's just it's too much. For me, it's too much of a 50-50 shot to, to take that or not enough of an underdog to take it, you know? Max Homa versus Sung JM are both at negative 115, like playing each other in the matchup. There's very few that are like even plus odds. That could again take Zalatoris over Hideki. Field, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's that's t- matchup bets are tough. Unless you're going on like the best of three ball or a tournament. Yeah, like the round one, like three balls there. Yeah, some cool ones there. Yeah, there's some good stuff on there. Willie Z, Jason Day, and Lucas Herbert. Willie Z's plus one twenty there. Lowry Spieth and Cam Smith, like that's a good one. They're all plus money. Yeah. What about what about Rom at Rom DeChambeau and Lowry? Ooh. Bryson's plus three thirty. Jeez. It's, that'd be one I'd have to watch him warm up on the range, like physically be there seeing hidden balls and like where they're going and be like, okay, yeah, I think this guy can beat these two. 
like these three ball bets, I feel like you could pick closer by watching them warm up than you could by looking at it three days before the event. Because, I mean, if you see a guy that's out there just, if you see Bryson just like pounding his driver on ropes, like, yeah, he's probably going to beat Rom on this tournament. So that's one of those like almost live bet type situations. Eric's like live bets? Where? All right. I did I did live bet uh old Harold last weekend and then he I mean the wheels oh. they came all the way Yikes. off. <laughs> so you were the reason? It had to be because it was moments after. <laughs> that happens sometimes with my live bets. I'll live bet against a baseball team and they'll smack one over the fence immediately. It's rough. I thought for sure Scheffler had it locked up after round three and then I wasn't I even thought, worried. Well, if Varner comes in here playing hot, like gets through the front nine pretty good, it's going to be a close match. And then he just completely lost it. it. Everyone, I felt like everyone in the universe was just in shock watching Scheffler stroll through his last round. Like, what is happening right now? He had yeah. that one foot putt that looked like it hit a speed bump or something. He had the thing won on 17 and just didn't do it it's just crazy i mean he's guess he's human all right let's cash these tickets boys thank you adam and smitty for all of your hard work thank you people for listening we truly do appreciate it if you like this show help us grow please consider giving us a five-star review on apple google or whatever platform you're using to get this podcast it seriously helps it's not like a real vote that barely matters reviews move markets in the podcast world or you could tell one person hey i found this great golf show you should check it out that kind of thing does wonders for us as well word of mouth is still king in 2022 next week everybody bring a friend got it you can find adam at ac miller pga so you know he's legit. He's got the PGA right in there on the Twitter. You can find Smitty at csmith8 with an F. And you can follow this show at PSR Golf on Twitter, at Plus Money Golf on Instagram. We got a Facebook group up and running now. Just search Plus Money Golf and join the conversation. We're winning money over there. All right. Best of luck with your bets this weekend. We'll see you right back here next week. Same time, save golf podcast. Adam, say something cool that golfers say. Pick me up a six-pack at the turn. Thanks for listening to Plus Money Golf. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with the show on Facebook and Instagram at Plus Money Golf and on Twitter at PSR Golf. Until next time. <laughs>